0: Welcome to Movies or Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. It's the holiday season, which to a lot of people means snuggling by a warm fire and watching a cheerful holiday film. Well, according to my wife, I'm becoming a Scrooge by discussing two of the most popular horror movies to come out this year, Smile and Barbarian. I'm bringing in a returning guest, Charles Mills, to discuss these two scary flicks with me because... Uh, Charles, I I don't know mentally. I just consider you a master of horror films, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I yes. hope it's, I just know you got mad at me when I did X and you, I didn't invite you on. So, <laughs> but uh, this is the first time that we're covering two films on the podcast, and though we're going to review them as two different films, I think it was a little interesting because we I didn't know this before you pitched Smile to me that. Even though I think they're very two different types of films, even though they're both in the horror genre, clearly, um, they also have some weird similarities between them. And also, I think how they have succeeded at the box office as well is very interesting. But um, before we talk about these movies, two things. One, we will be discussing spoilers For me, it would be really hard to talk about these films (laughs) without talking about the things that go on uh, in in them. But uh, second, these two films deal with very sensitive subject matters, especially Smile, uh, which deals with mental illness and suicide. So this discussion may contain themes which may be triggering. So listener discretion is advised as far as that goes. So first, we'll jump into the film Smile. It came out uh, this year in 2022. It's a film written and directed by Parker Finn and his feature directorial debut based on his 2020 short film, Laura Hasn't Slept. It stars Sosie Bacon as a therapist named Rose Cotter, who, after witnessing a bizarre suicide of a patient, goes through increasingly disturbing and daunting experiences. That's an understatement. <laughs> Leading her to believe what she is <laughs> that she is experiencing is supernatural. Originally set for a streaming release through Paramount Plus, the studio opted to release the film theatrically after strong positive test screenings. Smile has received generally positive reviews from critics and has grossed $215 million worldwide against a $17 million budget, which is crazy. So, Charles, um, although this is the furthest thing from a Christmas movie, I'm assuming you can watch horror movies at any time of the year. <laughs> that's so, true. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, Well, before, I just want to say something, too. I didn't want to interrupt your intro there. But the ironic thing is that I'm, you know, you said I was mad at you for watching X and do that episode. I me. Mean, the ironic thing is what I'm mad at you now for, which is that you didn't like a Christmas story story. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> yes.
1: that's, so it's like I'm mad at you for a Christmas film. Um <laughs> Well, and, well, real, real quick, real like if you get real quick, why did you like that film? Well, because man, I thought it was just perfect. Like I, I really, truly, like I, I don't always like it when they, you know, do a long sequel to a movie. Like I, I did not like Dumb and Dumber Two when it came out. Still don't. Um, but that one, I felt like it didn't just try to copy beat by beat the first movie. It had a reason for existing. It's dealing with. You know, middle age, and your parents dying, and your home no longer is really your home, and I just connected with it. And and I know you said because it's like it didn't feel like a Christmas movie because it's sad and all that stuff. But but I know, and I'll be honest, when I watched it, my my wife cried like, and she had we had to turn oh, wow. it off the first time. Like she's like, I, I can't do it. Like no, she's like, I just wanted to watch a happy movie with the family, and <laughs> I was like, okay, but we finished it later, and we both mm-hmm. loved it. And uh, it it's just I don't know, it really works. And, and bringing back, you know, the original actors. I wish the mom had returned, but um, I do love the actress they they got for the. I can't think of her name, but she's the one from Airplane. Yeah. Um, uh, Julie or something. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that was the second point is, our second thing I was going to say is that I did, um, I guess a couple years back, we for my podcast, we always do a Christmas movie, Christmas themed thing. And I'm a big fan of Hot Ones. And so... One year I was like, how can I possibly like recreate that? Like eating hotter and hotter wings while discussing movies. And how can I make it Christmas related? <laughs> so we decided to do a thing called hotter than hell. And it's basically like almost anti Christmas. It's like, we're going to be discussing like hell. And but still relates to Christmas, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> the same story, <laughs> I guess. Um, but so it's what we did. I ordered the the sauces from hot ones and I, and we I, but we only did 4. We did 4 movies because it was going to take a long it would take what 12 to get the whole thing or 10. So we did 4 movies and so by the last one it was so hot we couldn't talk. We could, we, could, we could barely breathe. So I am I am all too familiar with uh doing these kind of films in the month of December. That was my long story, not so short. I I will say that I absolutely loved Smile and I, if I was rating it on a four star scale, I would say three and a half or four. It's, it's brilliant. And, and it, yes, it's, it's horrific in the, the violence and stuff like that. The But it, as you said, it's dealing with suicide and regrets and letting go. And, and all of those things hit me hard to the point where, Yes, I was genuinely freaked out. You used the word creeped out um in one of your texts you sent me or online. I don't remember where you said it, but I was I was scared, but yeah. I was also emotional. This movie was a wreck for me. Hmm. I, I I've had um I've had friends die and some by suicide, and it just it, it's hard to watch. And and you know, and I've had my bouts of mental illness too, and, and depression and and the way she's you know won a single event from her childhood is everything in her character she's become a therapist because of it a psychologist and and she can't commit to people and she can't get connect you know it's and but she wants to desperately wants to but can't and and it's just all of those things hit me hard hit me and um but it's dealt with that's the great thing about horror films they deal with these heavy topics and they can get away with it because on the surface it's a scary movie creepy people smiling um all that but just one step below when one step below that it's it's a deeper thing and it's it's a metaphor and and that's what's brilliant about this movie not to mention the acting the camera work i love the way the camera lingered and 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 just made you it creeped you out without doing anything that's this is kind of like to me it reminded me of a japanese horror type of film um crossed with Ty west that did x it's like his sensibilities of like slow long takes and japanese horror um Cause Japanese Thor often deals with grief and stuff like that too. So yeah. um, it's just, like I said, I, and also um, I don't, when there's a movie that I know I'm going to watch and uh, it, like, let's say it's like this movie or barbarian. I don't seek out the trailer. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, if I'm like star Wars, I'll watch any trailer. I know what's going to happen to star Wars. Not too worried about spoilers, but like these kind of movies, I don't want to know anything about it you know cuz they'll start giving away the twist articles the very day it's at theaters the articles will come out and say let's talk about that ending i'm like no 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 so i don't i don't uh seek out the trailers i don't read much about them i had no idea what these films were about um either one of them other than the viral marketing i don't know if you saw that where they had people smiling at like um <laughs> like sporting events did you see that <laughs> i think i did yeah they would have yeah. like so behind like uh you know home plate they would have people in the crowd just sitting there with that creepy smile the entire time. And it got people talking and, and you know, maybe that's why it, you know, had such a huge success at the box office, but, but man, it, I had no idea what any of it was about. And the scares, the jump scares were genuine. They were, they were earned. They weren't just cheap. And I think one of the ones that scared me the most was there were two. One was when she was on the computer and all of a sudden the, yeah, the ghost or whatever it is appeared next to her and then the second one uh was when her sister came out to the car to the window and her head fell off and yeah. still was like it's oh god it just caught me off guard so much so <laughs>
0: yeah um i you you, you hit on a lot of things one that it's funny that you mentioned the viral marketing of this cuz uh so uh Hallie, she's 12 now and I just mentioned that I was watching this and honestly, we still haven't watched a true like scary movie together. I'm trying to kind of figure out the best way to usher her into such things. And I don't know if I have the guts to it. I kinda of, um want to say this, I hope the parents of my child's friends don't. I almost kind of almost feel like maybe that should just be a friend thing. Like one of her friends one day is like, Hey, let's watch this movie or something like that. Cause you know, uh, I feel like like, that's
1: how most, most uh, people get into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, and uh, I mean, Hey, I'm definitely glad I, I was like, I mean, from the get go, I was like, no, you can't watch this movie. And she, she didn't really understand the marketing concept of it. And it's funny that she said that cause I hadn't thought about it, but she said, did you know that this movie is based on a moment, like in a ball game and that this girl was just like smiling behind. So it's funny. You said that I, you said that it clicked that, Oh, okay. That's it. But like, I didn't really know what she was talking about. And it's funny that she didn't know that that was just a, she's young enough to not even think about it, like, Oh, this is a marketing stunt or whatever. But it's funny that her and her friends had, you know, so yeah, they, they they did a good job generating buzz. Cause she knew about the, you know, she knew about this movie or whatever. And I was right. like, yeah, yeah. But I was like, no, you, you're not watching this movie
1: <laughs> with me. <laughs> and I don't know what's I, I'm trying to, my daughter's younger than yours, but I, I've been trying, I, I feel like she'll like scary movies and I've been trying to get her into them. So we've been starting with like, the, the universal monster movies and stuff. So those yeah. don't bother at all.
0: No, no. And I, I and we just haven't yet. Yeah, there's a couple like Hitchcock uh, films that I think might be a good way to kind of usher into that, you know? Uh,
1: so, yeah, I, I want to show my daughter Poltergeist. Yeah. But, but my wife just doesn't think it's appropriate. I'm, so <laughs> I, I'm holding off and, you know, we've had discussions about it, but I, I feel like that for the most part, that movies it's scary, Yeah, but it's, yeah, I mean it's PG, it's PG, but it's an '80s PG, so it's totally different. Yeah. yeah, she
0: doesn't have long blonde hair, does she? She does. Your daughter, your yes. daughter does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well,
1: I don't exactly. Know that, I don't know if that's a good idea. Then. No, that <laughs> definitely crossed our minds. <laughs> so, and and what is it? He, she, I can't remember. Does she have a younger brother too, or is like that the girl the youngest? But she has a I brother. Think she's in the it. youngest. Yeah, she does have siblings. You know, because you, yeah. sis- think- you know, my sister, my my sister, my daughter has a you know brother too. And I, so I've thought about is it going to connect with her in these weird ways? Yeah.
0: So. I think she has an older sister because I remember like maybe the construction workers cat calling at her or something like that. And uh, she flips him off. And I remember I saw that movie probably when I was too young and at the <laughs> time kind of like not knowing like what that meant or something like that. I might be completely wrong, but I feel like well, I feel like older older
1: sister. I just I haven't seen it in a long time, but it, oh, and it, definitely, definitely a brother and a little younger he's brother the one with the clown or the bed and the tree. Yeah, and the tree I, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I just could not remember his age, but but yeah, like that movie, um, it just came out on 4K um, and I've begun collecting movies again. And it was on sale for Black Friday. And I was like, it came out in October. It's already on sale a month later for a fraction of the cost. Uh, and I was like, I'm buying it. Yeah. And then it's like, well, crap, <laughs> I don't want to show my daughter yet. Yeah. It's maybe too early. So It's like, what do I do? So yeah. I'm going to wait to rewatch it with her for the first time. So it's kind of like we're seeing it together again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- I'm glad you... I- I'm glad you said that about
0: smile because I, I, um, this movie, I think I, I, I do like horror movies when they have a lot that they're trying to say. And I think both of these films do. And that's why, you know, uh, uh, I kind of latched onto them. It's it's just not completely like just jump scares or, or that sort of thing, um, but definitely watching Smile. After I think like I watched Barbarian first uh, a couple months ago when it was in the theaters, and then with that with Barbarian and then this movie, I'm like I'm like I, I'm maybe done for a while with these <laughs> type of films. Like you you're right. You're right. It was. I mean, this one. I, I think I had that adage of like. You know, uh, I, I very much is like, I don't like looking at my phones when I'm in the theater, but this was definitely a movie. It it, it the scenes were like kind of intense enough that I had to kind of distract myself uh, a little bit. It was just a little, you know, which is a credit to the film, really. You know, it's like well, and
1: that's the thing about me. Like, I love horror films, but. I'm also not like a tough guy that's like, oh, that didn't scare me. No, these scare me. I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely not, I'm not yeah. ashamed to admit that I had to cover my eyes. I literally yeah. covered my eyes during yeah. scenes. Or yeah. or I would lower the volume because I knew there yeah. was a jump scare coming up. Yeah. Uh it, it, I it, like I said, it just hit me hard. This is the, these are the type of movies that stay with me yeah you know a scary film with a lot of jump scares it might get your heart going but you're not going to remember it too much afterwards this just i'm I'm not going to forget this movie
0: yeah well for me and i'm glad you gave context of what you said and that's how i've always been with movies like i'm never like one to really i mean there might be some here here and there where i'm like i can't believe you didn't like we differ on our opinions of a christmas story christmas but like I'm glad someone's had that experience. You know, movies are, well, and I understand understand where you're coming from, what you
1: were expecting in it. And so I get that.
0: Yeah. And so, but like (laughs) smile for me was the first, usually with a horror movie, like from the get go, like I'm pretty much in throughout the whole time and, or I'm out you know, the whole time, like quickly, I kind of know. And for *Smile*, for me, this was a movie that started up really high for me. And then just mentally, my personal feelings and my experiences with the film just s- s- started to diminish a little. I don't know if, you know, horror movies are typically a little shorter. I don't know if the almost two hour runtime was part of that uh, issue, but for me, and I'm glad you addressed what you had, because I um just on a personal, I mean, I, I know, um, you know i we've had you know family friends that have dealt with suicide before and you know mental illness and that's just something personally like i don't like struggle with a lot and not saying that they can't happen to me or anything like that and so my the in the ending of this film and this is definitely a spoiler type of thing um and once again i can't really speak to it because it's not my personal experience but at the end to me i felt like i i I liked how this was all wrapped up into the trauma, but, and you can answer, this might help me a little bit. Like to me, the ending of the film kind of like she finally decides to face her trauma, quote unquote, the monster head on. <laughs> and she ultimately still fails. So did that to me, I just felt like it was almost And I'm not someone who always needs a happy ending with movies and stuff. And already while watching it and knowing the success of this film, I was like, this is, you know, there's going to be a Smile 7 in like, you know, (laughs) six years or whatever. Um, Like, I already felt like this was going to be something. And so, and I don't blame filmmakers for creating franchises and, you know, filling their pocketbooks, all that sort of thing. But I just, the ending for me was, I almost felt like they were using mental illness as a crutch to get to this ending and to set up sequels. When she when she finally faced her trauma and she was still uh, punished from it, but I do understand that people do face traumas head on and they still don't come out on the other side. So
1: I can see that. But how did you read into that ending? Uh, so I'll try to give you two. I, I feel like I've been dealing with twos a lot in this conversation, but I'll try to give you two different things that are kind of disconnected. One, as you know, Just watching a movie and not trying to bring of my baggage into it I was kind of worried I was like okay is this going to be like sappy She's going to resolve it it's going to be fine And when it didn't That I admit that did catch me off guard And I was sort of relieved I was like okay They went somewhere else but they also like You say set up a sequel or whatever or Maybe potentially right um, But um, Bringing all my baggage into it, it There's a lot going on So um, I think and it, maybe this is me just p- projecting onto the movie but the way I took a lot of it is um she was willing to kill herself because she saw herself as a threat to others you know the, the guy she's engaged to the people she works with and when someone is you know thinking about suicide people often say well they're, they're a coward they took the chicken way out but it's not true what it is is that the people that do that or the people that attempt that they genuinely believe that they are making the world better for those around them. They don't Mm -hmm. think, Hey, I'm not going to be here, whatever, you know, maybe, maybe you'll be sad for a day or two, but in the long run, it's better without me here. They think they're doing something almost heroic. Um, And that's, you know, and, and it's, it's not just for their personal pain. They really are trying to think of other people. And so I took that as the metaphor when she finally decided You know, and also it's like that when you get to that point, you think there's no other option. Mm -hmm. It took her a long time to realize because I had realized that, too. I was like, well, if it if it can be transferred by a homicide, I'm sure it could be transferred by a suicide. And if there's no witnesses, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I thought that long before her. But when she finally came to it, it it's like, okay, this is her. She's exhausted all possibilities. She thinks this is the only way out. No one's going to change her mind. Friends and family and therapists that want to help. They're wrong. Mm -hmm. They don't know. Mm -hmm. And so. All of it is one big extended metaphor for mental illness and suicide. Um, And then also, like you say, the the ending where, you know, she thought it was resolved, but no, it's not. And I took that as these things never go away. Yeah. You can't cure it. This is not some physical ailment you can do surgery or put a bandaid on. This is it doesn't go away. It's like grief, like you're never going to fully be over someone close to you passing away, but it gets better with time and it gets easier. So she wanted the quick thing. And I know a lot of people dealing with mental illness, including myself, think, okay, if I take this medication and do this, she'll be fine. And it's not, it takes a long time and you don't get really ever get to the end. And that's how I took it. She was trying to do this quick thing, thought it was the only way it's like, oh, that was easy. I'm resolved. No, you're not. And not only um the tragedy of it is not only you not resolved, but you in doing this thing and him trying to help you because he doesn't understand what you're going through, it's now become a tragedy. And so mm. I that that's another reason it connected with me. I I hope that they don't stretch it out and you know ruin mm-hmm. it. Because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to have a sequel. Um and they may not have even been trying to go that route. They may have just thought it was a cool you know, ending or a a good note to end on. Um, But, but yeah, it, it, it does shock me because not, not most movies don't have the guts to kill off. Their main character has been fighting. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely noticeable. And, and I are noteworthy, I should say, and it, it it makes this one stand out. Um, But, but yeah, that's, I, I felt like everything from, you know, trying to reconnect and fix things in the past, including with their ex-husband. These are things that mental patients go through when they're, They think they are the problem. And they think that, you know, I can I can talk to these people, I can get my peace with them, and then I could take myself out of the equation, you know, or or I could take myself out of the equation, either way. But it's it's that's why it hit me. It just really did. I I understood once I got past the the metaphor of it, once I got into that, everything was kind of clicking. I'm like, I, I may be projecting, but that's what I took away from a lot of it. Um and you know, the other thing too is that the evil spirit or entity, whatever it is, it does seem to be attaching to people that have a traumatic history. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, the main character had witnessed her mom dying and hadn't, you know, she hadn't called for help because her mom was apparently a. both her sister and her called her a monster. And so she witnessed that and has tons of feelings about that. The, uh, they mentioned that the, um, the, she goes to visit the, the wife of one of the people that's also committed suicide. And they mentioned that his brother had passed away. Um, I think there was, there was another one too, but so all of them had grief. And so I think to me that suggests that, that people that see that kind of stuff, it's, it's always just there under the surface and some things can just really set it off. And uh, you know, and that's why maybe other people aren't nearly as affected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, No. And I, Like, that's why I'm glad to have these this podcast and these type of conversations and finding people who watch these type of films, because even as you were talking and thinking about the ending, uh, it kind of clicked with me that like she didn't know that uh, her uh, ex-husband was was in the room with her uh, in that moment. And that completely uh, that I I could I could almost kind of buy buy into that uh, a a little bit more for sure. And I I just uh, and in that case, it's almost like a lot of movies i wish sometimes that they uh you know were just one-offs that you know because i i thought the talent of this uh director um really (laughs) was showcased in a big way and so it's almost like i kind of want i hope hopefully he for me i hope he kind of does different things it it doesn't um oh i agree absolutely yeah yeah instead of doing smile two and smile three or you know
1: Grimm. Well, and often often I find that horror directors, if they do dabble in like a drama or something, they could do quite well. Like, you know, um uh, Wes Craven um directed that Meryl Street movie. I always forget the name of it, like music from another room or something. But anyway, that's and he did really well. She got that was in fact, out of all his movies, that was the only one that an actress got nominated for. And it wasn't a horror film. And so yeah. I feel like people that make horror and, and and good directors that make good horror like this. They have a sense for um the pathos that they, they they know they know what drama and and trauma and tragedy, what what they can do, and they just have to basically go a slightly different route. instead of being using horror as a metaphor, they maybe more play it straight. and you get the same kind of thing. And all of a sudden you've got a dramatic film. But I, I also wanted to add, too, that you know not only is it about the relationships and how, you know, they're you think you're running their lives you think they're better off without you this movie also went out of its way to show that it was affecting her job too because Mm -hmm. mental illness doesn't just affect the people you love and the people around you it affects your performance and in turn it affects other people she's at a hospital people depend on her and if she does something wrong or if she's going through a tough time it's going to hurt them and so you start to it's like a black cloud everywhere you go and so you know, they have the scene where she's literally racing off from her boss. And that's, that's, you know, I understand that you feel like I got to get out of this place. I'm going to hurt them. They don't understand. um And then the intervention was another big part where the, you know, the, the fiance is trying to understand her. um And the therapist is there, but it, but that's an ambush in that sense. And she's, you know she turned it around on him and projected on him her fears um and that's that's very common so again everything everything in this movie just clicked um and and I out the director uh, I give full props to that but also the acting the act really really good everybody's good in it um and I <laughs> yeah I I just there wasn't like really a bad note in the movie. You mentioned it being too long. I I didn't feel that at all, but you're right. The typical like slasher movies, they wear their welcome thin, And they're typically only like an hour and a half. If that, like as much as I love Friday the 13th movies, they wear their welcome thin. If they had a two hour one, I'm, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this movie, um, have you seen the, the uh, Babadook? I haven't actually. Well, then I won't spoil that one, but I would say when I watched that, there were similar things that I felt um, about that movie. It's very good, um, and yeah. So I, I like I said, I this this movie hit me hard. That's that's pretty much the only way I can describe it. Yeah, uh, it was very I was very emotional. I was a roller coaster watching it. So yeah,
0: yeah no, and I, and you mentioned it uh, the the performances, but the lead here, uh, Soo Bacon. I mean, I thought she was incredible Um, she just she has a very like soft and caring face but as you know in the film sets up that this uh, journey that she's going to go on it is usually not made for over a week typically (laughs) and so but uh, you know the way she was able to show that you know that breaking down um, and a lot of movies you know uh, I don't know if people think about such things they're usually not filmed uh, linearly so to think of her channeling you know these certain uh, emotions at a certain point where she is in this journey, uh, I thought was uh, pr- pretty amazing. And like you, I try to I try to avoid a lot of things going into movies and stuff. And even though I, I quickly, when this started, looked her up just to see, like, what I'd seen her in and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't until right before this conversation I was looking her up again, honestly, to make sure I <clears throat> pronounced her first name correctly. But then I, I was like, oh, she's Kevin Bacon's daughter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, it's kind of funny because you see, like, in the, you know, in her well, yeah, you know, and,
1: <laughs> and he's in Friday the 13th, the first yeah, night. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah so i didn't read the article it talked about how they you know he was talking about like yeah we come from whor- r- you know horror roots and all this kind of stuff so i thought that was interesting so it's almost maybe not surprising to know that you know she uh she, both, both she, her parents she, are actors she yeah yeah actors, yeah. So. yeah Yeah, so i thought that was funny um,
1: well you mentioned the the condensing of time and that's where the horror element helps because You can, you can do that. The rules are different in horror films. So you can say all this traumatic stuff is going to happen in this week. You give it a time frame, and you don't break your rules. That's the thing too. They, they set it up. They're not going to break the rules. Kind of like the ring. You've got seven days. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows that everybody's good with that. If this were a drama, that wouldn't work. That's way too fast to deal with all this stuff. And your, your mindset is different going into it. So they would have to stretch it out, you know, and be ambiguous with the time
0: right yeah and yeah um yeah like i mentioned like overall it was kind of working for me as some of the and you just find this in horror movies some of the mystery aspect of it i like the. i, I kind of like when there's like a you know a mystery that's baked into these things but mm-hmm. some of the clues they come across are uh kind of convenient i think <laughs> is a good way to putting it sometimes and and although and it's hard with Especially this type of movie with the scares and stuff, as effective as some of them were, um, like the one you mentioned, like kind of early on in the kitchen, and she's listening to the uh, audio waveform of this interview. Because um, that one, yeah, for sure, definitely, uh, definitely worked. But then there were others for me uh, that kind of seemed a little gimmicky. It's kind of hard, and I also, I also kind of wondered, and this is a tic tacky thing for me, but even when she's uh thinks she's talking to her therapist and wasn't the therapist. sometimes, uh, did it bother you that, you know there was this scene of intensity, but then it would just cut away, and we just didn't. It would move on to the next scene. Did that it bother did. you it,
1: it did. and that's honestly that is the reason I said three point five, not I, or four, but three, it those I'm taking away half a point in my head because of those kind of things. Like it did start to feel like it got cheap with some of those. It's like we can play. Mm-hmm. We can set up this weird scene, and yeah. then and then have it be nothing. Um, and and in fact, that could be a good thing though too, because the scene uh at her nephew's birthday party, I didn't know if that was real. I kept thinking, wh- yeah, uh, with the cat and everything. Yes, I yeah. thought I thought okay, it's gonna snap. It's not gonna be real. And then it kept going, and and it is real. And I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> So that, that they kind of did the reverse thing to us. So maybe there's a rhyming a reason for what they did. That's why I kind of go back and forth thinking about it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this is, uh, I, I would say um, I, there's a lot of, thing a lot of different films that this one will remind you of but it and when i say this i, I do think it's it's very original and, and especially uh willing to take on the subject matter that it takes but it does help you know it made me think of uh it follows for sure it kind of yes. had a similar vibe to that and it also i don't know did uh did the Sixth Sense come to mind at all while watching this movie? A little bit. Um, yeah, I, I thought it. I thought it was almost like kind of odes to it. Like maybe I might be wrong, but just like the audio waveform part of it, because you know, it's kind of surprised you didn't get anything from list, like really studying it. But I couldn't think of help but think of Bruce Willis uh, in that movie when right. he's he's studying that, and then the I part did, of- I did too the party scene itself kind of like remind me of it, uh, not because of the two scenes in the movies, but just because of playing with this happy atmosphere and something like bad happening. And then uh, also um, I I just thought of stuttering Stanley when she's uh, dealing with that, uh, that Carl, I think his name is the patient uh, that she kind of deals with a little bit and (laughs) thinks of taking out at some point. Um, And so uh anyway, I, I I thought those were kind of little tidbits and um um I, I kinda like movies when they're all in and not having to play too much with the comedic aspect of it, but I, I did kind of appreciate the scene where uh after the head scene that you mentioned and the little boys. <laughs> looking at her outside the window and I did like that lingering effect of where I was like well that kid is never going to be be around that aunt ever again <laughs> so yeah uh,
1: and again I that whole sequence I just didn't know if it was real or not that was yeah what was, it, it was kind of that scene where she's leaving I'm like okay well <laughs> but you you mentioned the scene with Carl and stabbing the the patient or well her attempting off him in the in what turned out to not be real and I couldn't help but wonder again, you know, it, it, thinking in terms of mental illness and anxiety, is she, you know, especially as that other um, Laura killed herself in front of her, is this like her um, anxiety bubbling up and her thinking about, oh, what if I killed a patient by accident in front of my boss? You know, are the legal things of it? So there's a lot, again, that's a, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. And so that's why I say like this movie. I would say for the most part, it has a rhyme and a reason it's not being too cheap. It's trying to get you in the eyes of this character where you don't know what's real. She doesn't know what's real. Um, and I think it, it, towed it pretty well. I, yeah. I did. So, yeah.
0: And I like that. And you kind of hit on, but I kind of like um, the fact that, you know, she, she thinks she's fixing herself by helping other people, which is not a bad way of going about life at all. I don't think, I mean, volunteering, that sort of thing. I mean, that helps a lot, but she, you know, using that as a mask of not facing what she's dealing with. And I like that aspect of it too. Like she almost thought that dealing with all these other
1: people's issues would fix hers, which is
0: uh, not the case. Well, that's
1: also, you know, a lot of people believe that you almost have to be broken to be able to understand it and have the levels of empathy that's required. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: well, since we're talking about two films, uh, <laughs> I, I just had one movie musings question for this one, kind of okay. on the lighter, lighter side
1: movie musings.
0: I thought mustache was an a horrible name for a cat. <laughs> I, um So I didn't know if you had any pets and um, I was wondering what their names were. And I wanted to see if you, uh if they're any
1: better than mustache. <laughs> so, Initially, when I heard that in the movie, I thought the same thing. I was like, that's a weird name. But then I realized they wanted something unique that they could show, you know, that you knew what it was when they said the name mustache. You recalled it's her cat. Like I, yeah. I feel like they did that to be to linger in your mind. Right. Um <laughs> i uh pets. I, my, my, uh, my pet. Why well, are you trying to get to my bank account? What's going on? Is this a security question thing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I, I will say that I, uh, my pet is named Betsy, and the reason is okay. I got her on July 4th. It's named after, she's named after Betsy Ross. Oh, nice. I like it. Um, we call her Betsy T Rex because she's a <laughs> dachshund with, well, she's a tweenie, but little arms. Um, but, uh, yeah, and also we had a turtle. My, so my daughter she comes up with just weird names for things. Like um, she, we had a turtle and she named it marshmallow. Okay. I don't know why <laughs> and she has a, she has a, like a, a little, like a, a toy cat and it's black. And so she named it chocolate black. It's like, okay, I guess that's. that's I don't know. Mustache would probably be better than that. That also does remind me um, my wife's grandmother. She rescued a cat out of a tree in her yard. And it apparently wouldn't stop meowing, fussing at her for food and different stuff. And so, so she called it mouth. It's mouthy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always mouthing at me. It's, just, it's <laughs> mouth. Here's mouth. And she just she took it on. That was her cat mouth. That's so, funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll transition
0: into our second film. Um, a equally intense film, I, I, I think. But yeah, the second film we're talking about is Barbarian came out. Uh, Earlier this year is written and directed by Zach Kreger in a solo screening, writing and directorial debut. So one of the (laughs) commonalities there, this film stars Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long. The plot sees a woman who is at a rental house that she's reserved and has accidentally been double booked with a man while not knowing of a dark secret within the dwelling. Uh, barbarian premiered at the San Diego comic con on July 22nd, uh, this past summer and was theatrically released in the United States on September 9th. The film was a success at the box office, grossing $45 million worldwide against a $4.5 million budget. I thought that was kind of a <laughs> another commonality there. Uh, you can stream it now on HBO max.
1: Um, so what, what did you think of barbarian? I liked it. I didn't like it nearly as much as smile. Um, so my issues. So first of all, I thought it's almost like two different movies, and right. I thought the oh, first, sure. movie, I first movie, first movie, is way I think, better. I think three different movies actually, but but the, but the first one to me was the best, and mm-hmm. the reason why is because yes. the I love Bill Skarsgård. I think he's an amazing actor. He keeps showing that time and time again. Um, you know, the same guy that plays Pennywise is crazy, but um, he. I never knew what to think of him and his character the whole time. Everything he was saying was registering false to me. I was like, no, 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 no. But it seemed genuine at the same time. And I was like, so he just, he did that so perfectly well that you could slowly begin to understand why she went into it. But the whole time I'm thinking, no, no, no girl. You're going to, this is, this is Ted Bundy. He's he's like putting on a face for you. He's not, but so this uh, spoiler alerts, it, he gets his head bashed in. He is not bad. So, it's it's really wild to me uh, how they did that. I would have liked to have continued more of their story. Um, I didn't want it to be a cliche. I didn't want him to be the bad guy, but I at the same time I I, I wanted their story to continue, and I don't know how you could have. So it, it's and even having the thing with the door and him having the bad dreams. It's just you know. Mm. Yeah, um, but but then it's like, well, okay. So, what would you consider the three films then in this movie? Oh, I just I just felt like
0: uh, uh Krueger here was dealing. He, you could tell he was like influenced by so many different things, and so, and I, I, in one way, I enjoyed the tonal shifts of the movie. Um, uh, but to me, um, well, I said specifically <laughs> three different films, but I mean, it really almost it almost became Evil Dead esque uh, to <laughs> me towards the end. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Uh, the middle kind of reminded me more of a you know Hannibal Lecter type of film, and then um, the beginning part, like as you mentioned, I thought was brilliant. Not just in the way that it set up this tension between the two characters, but also how um, the inner dwellings of this house is revealed. Um, you know, almost the opposite of jump scares. It it really reminded me, it might be cliche to say the movie reminded you of a haunted house, but it clearly, like, I just, (laughs) that's how I envisioned it, (laughs) you know, the pacing of it, but also just the way that he was playing with uh, gender dynamics, you know, between Skarsgård and uh campbell and um just uh how and also then using justin long as well to kind of shift like you know who's the who's the real bad guy here (laughs) you type of thing and so but you know it's very much a three-act film but and and i just i kind of felt like the three acts were like completely even like uh the kind of homeless man that helps him out at the end and the way he gets you know, for lack of better times, uh, lack of better terms, all <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, that's kind of where it like became like, I mean, it, the movie's like gory throughout, but where it's like, it almost took even the tension of all the grossness of the second act. And it kind of made it a little schlock, schlocky where it wasn't as um, uh, realistic almost. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, no, uh, I agree. So, yeah Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, but and so in one turn, that's like, what I liked about the movie that you just did not know where it was going it, particularly for me. Cause I like, I think I just saw like an article about how this barbarian had this like surprise, like opening weekend. And I kind of heard some buzz and everybody was saying, Hey, the less, you know, about the, you know, the better. And I was debating about it. And then um, one of my favorite podcasts, like, in that moment where I was trying to decide where to go see it, they released an episode solely on <laughs> Barbarian. And that's why that's what I was like, okay, I I want to go see this movie because it seems like the movie, you know, you talk about this year. And so I went into it like completely blind. I hadn't seen a trailer or anything. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed just not knowing where it was going after it was over. Like I enjoyed the ride, but it was almost kind of like I appreciated the different shifts. Uh, but then like you said, I think there's certain as areas of the movie that work way better than other areas of the movie.
1: But yeah. Right. Right. And I, and I see what you're talking about the different, cause yeah, I, in my head, I was picturing it more like the first act and then all the just in long act after that. But you're right. Yeah. That section is kind of divided out and there's the flashback. I, I forgot about that. till we're talking about it now That's mm-hmm. that, that one off flashback scene that they never went back to, I, I yeah. know it relates to it, but it, I did appreciate how they went to a four by three for that to, yeah the the ratio changed yeah the show was in the past but a lot of the things you're talking about i have the same issue with i absolutely hated the justin long character Mm -hmm. and and i know we're probably supposed to but he is such a sleaze and and it just whereas the first two i you know just getting to know them in that sequence you know the setting and you know and her kind of like kind of having a crush on him, you know, simple things she did, like looking at a picture on the phone. And I, but then Justin's long scare. I just, I wanted him to die early on. <laughs> like he was such a sleaze, you know, he didn't outright deny the allegations of, you know, the first scene with him, he's not denying it. He's calling her names. He's not denying it. And then his drunken kind of phone call to her, essentially confessing it. Uh, it's it just the, the more he talked, the worse it got for me. And, and so I, and i i guess they kept that consistent throughout it but i just didn't like him i i wish i just wish he wasn't in it like that character yeah. but there's also I, I agree with you on everything you said it did feel like it was getting gross and weird and tonal shifts there's a i read about after i watched it i read about a scene that they filmed with the um you know when she's starting to the mother whatever they call her uh, yeah she's starting she's starting to breastfeed him and which is gross. I, I that's as I say that, it's gross. <laughs> but they had a scene right after that where she um went and killed a rat that ran by and chewed it up, and then did the kind of a bird feeding thing into his mouth. Oh. Oh. and that had been filmed, and the director cut that out because he thought that was too far. so <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, there was some restraint. but but, um, oh, and by the way, I, I think the mother was played by a man in prostate. yeah 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 it was yeah I looked that up later yeah <laughs> and that and that and I sent you that meme earlier about uh <laughs> what was it I don't even know how it went. Uh, yeah no it was very funny. Uh it you just it perfectly summed up
0: my thought of these two films. And like I said it's just funny that we paired these two together. Yeah but the first frame said if I had a nickel for every time a 2022 horror movie had a tall naked old woman running around I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, so that that was just way, way, you, way. Do you play too video fighting. games at all? I can't remember if I asked you that before. Uh, uh, no, I don't. Well, so there's Resident Evil um, Village was a recent game. It's one of the most recent Resident Evil games, and there's a tall woman in it too. And like, I wonder because, well, the internet being the internet, of course, but it seemed like the people were like sexualizing that. Like, she's a bad guy. She hurts people. She's terrifying in the game. But people were almost, like, being turned on by her being this big, dominant woman. Huh. And so part of me wonders is is that being played with, toyed with here. You know, you were having a man play this woman. And it seemed like the man's pretty large frame um, dominating. So I just wonder, like, is there some weird sexualization, like um, – you know, Freudian type thing going on in this movie as well. And maybe the first one, not so much, I wouldn't say that, but this movie just felt like, what are we doing here? Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think he's definitely playing with all those aspects a lot. And um, uh, another like commonality between these two films. And I mean, this is, I mean, in all respects, kind of random two films, but uh, I, I thought Georgina Campbell was, amazing in this movie as well. Um, and so, uh, and both characters are, you know, basically playing people where, or people or characters where they are not being, um, listened to, but honestly, you know, nobody believes what they say. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and so, uh, and I think that in a weird way, kind of almost ties to these, uh, quote unquote monsters at the end and reframing, um, it's weird to say i i like mentally i kind of i kind of wrestle with the two things and not that at all that they're they're trying to make these two women monsters attractive um but they're both you know very <laughs> not wearing they're not wearing much clothing and so in some respects it feels like you're giving kind of finally a power to like females by making them the big, big bad, so to speak. I don't know if that makes sense, but then in some term, you know, too, that there's going to be this whole (laughs) area of the world of the internet. That's going to start like twisting that and make it, make it, you know, which I like, I'm kind of like in some turn it's like, Oh yeah, finally the, the, the threat is the woman who, you know, and I think definitely Craig is like playing with those aspects of like, you know, uh, what you know really what is the what's the you know evil here and uh i i uh, I, I like the idea of just like the fact that still we live in the society where uh a female comes and says this is what's happened to me and everybody is like huh
1: eh, really
0: i don't is that like no? that can't be true it just you know and i liked i liked his commentary on that aspect of it for i sure. felt
1: i felt like it was um more heavy-handed in it, uh, Smile, it's a—it's not necessarily that she's a woman. It's about her mental illness and not. Yes, leaving. yes. Yeah. In this one, it is definitely more about her being a woman, especially with the way the cop treated her. I, I just I, something felt wrong on that sequence. It felt like too over the top as far as the point they're trying to make, mm-hmm. and um, and then also you know making Justin uh, Long's character almost like the part of the Me Too movement, almost like he's a Harvey Weinstein kind of thing. Um, I felt like that was almost too heavy handed as well. Like I, I had, I had some big problems with that. Um, so those, I, I felt like they could have, he, it was overtly about, you know, gender dynamics, sexual dynamics. It, it, it was overtly about that. And also it seemed like they tried to just, you know, shoehorn in this other thing about, um, you know, the, the rundown parts of town they picked it. There's, I'm sure there's a reason they picked Detroit. Oh yeah, for sure. And so it's like it, it, that guy you mentioned that got offed in that kind of weird way. His character was so bizarre because I, it, you know, it, I feel like they were trying to say something more there. Obviously, they were with the way the project. You know, I don't even know what you call those areas, but they were like basically abandoned houses mm-hmm. um, and almost no one could live there. Um, all the white characters were saying, you know, don't go in that neighborhood. Don't go in that neighborhood. Even even uh, uh, Skarsgård, he's telling her, oh, this rough neighborhood, don't be out at night. So I guess I get the, uh, what, gentrification of it. There's an aspect of that here. You know, it's, it's white people taking over the neighborhood, selling it back and all that stuff. But I just didn't like the way they handled these things. I wish they'd have been more subtle um, and and explained things a little more. Like, you know, he, he, he said he'd been there 15 years and he'd saw why she never went to that area. Well, why not? Why had she never come there before? To attack him. I mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me. And he also said that there's she's not even the worst monster in there. Well, okay. The I, I assume she's talking about the guy, the the dad. Mm-hmm. But I also at that moment expected there to be something far worse. Like I was like, oh god, like what you know, I thought these other creatures are gonna come out of there because they mentioned the copies of copies of copies. I was like, there's a whole family in there coming out to yeah, do yeah. something, and it yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And I did not understand that um at all it it just that that bothered me and the fact that towards the end you like you said it almost got to be an evil dead type thing where people the, the she couldn't die almost they fall off a building and survive and then they she gets crushed by a car and survives it's like she's not supposed to be superhuman she's supposed to be like a 40-year-old woman that's never gone outside and you know she's the victim of of mm. rape and incest and so mm. i I didn't understand that at all. Like it, it completely took away any meaning and symbolism they were going for, you know? Yeah. At the same time, I felt like I was being hit on the head with it. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It's just kind of interesting. I I don't know if it's, you know, cause I, I, I don't watch, you know, any horror movie that comes out. And so it had been a while since I was in the theater and really first time in theater to see a horror movie and not, you know, going in kind of with a clear head so to speak and it it just being such a wild ride like throughout and as a theater going experience and there were people in there um it wasn't a full theater but because it was like a tuesday night i think (laughs) but like there were people in there so experience i i i can clearly see how the experience of watching the film in that setting added to kind of almost like Oh man! I mean, regardless how you felt about the film, the money I just paid for this was like well worth it, right? Like this was. I like, agree. this This would have yeah. been
1: better. Enough if you I, I agree. I saw it here by myself. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, and it's time to the, overthink it too.
0: Yeah, and it's funny with Smile. Watching Smile uh, by myself, stream you know, on a streaming network, and I almost the whole time while I was watching Smile, I just thought about like. Um, not to say because both deal with like, you know, serious issues. But, you know, as an entertaining aspect, I, I think I would have almost been able to handle Smile a little bit better with a group of people <laughs> than by myself. Because I think uh the the things that you talked about earlier, I mean, you really uh Smile for sure sets. I mean, I was even I, I ran even though Smile is not my favorite. Film, I I was I it stuck with me. I was thinking about it, uh, not in a haunting way, but just um when I was walking in the mall last night, for whatever reason, I it just made me kind of think about the people that were around me. If that makes sense, it does. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and um I, I I that's actually what I, I love the theater experience. Now, I mean, I know it's a whole contentious thing. I I do think streaming is taking over, and there's a reason for it. It's but but. I these kind of movies are like you said, barbarian, it's what theaters are made for because there's there's a palpable tension that is, you know, just like a wave going over the audience and you can feel it. And then there's the when it happens, people they laugh with their because they're relieved and you hear that and it becomes funny. It becomes a communal experience. And that, yes, that's I think I may have said this last time too, but Wes Craven had the quote about, you know. The movie theater is like our modern version of a campfire ghost story, you know. It's a flick. It's all people sitting in the darkness, watching a fl- watching a flickering light, and experiencing something together. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. I know so you mentioned that I would say I probably would have enjoyed Barbarian more in the theater because you would have heard other people reacting. Um, and there's also like you know there's groupthink and there's sociological things going on in the theater too. So I would have probably enjoyed it a lot more. And it does. You mentioned Evil Dead, and I think, I think the way I hear your comment is that it went campy, and it did. The the ending started to get weird and campy. Shock value for shock value. Yes, yes. Which is, it's a huge huge tonal shift.
0: Yeah, and kind of, kind of unraveled its own themes a bit in in the. uh, Although I did, I did like the context of (laughs) what Justin Long's character's decision, what he does at the end. Yeah. At at first, you're kind of like shocked by it but then when you sit with it you're like why should we su- be surprised by that? that's the that that's the decision that he made right, you know right. yeah
1: but exactly i felt the same way but uh yeah i i i kind of feel like that movie with him could have been good if it was stretched out a little more and you know and and you you're following that kind of whole campy tell the entire time you know he's he's retreating to this place uh you know you could have really stressed it out and made the movie in that style, and then you could have also made the other movie in its own style like I you just it's the it's the wedging of these together that really call out the faults of the second movie to me
0: mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no for sure. movie musings. So when I originally wrote the review to Barbarian, I was like why 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 did this movie have to go ruin good things now anytime I go to airbnb. I'm going to be like checking every crevice of the house or whatever, but uh, it just made me think, have Have you ever had
1: a uh, poor experience with Airbnb? No, I haven't. And, and actually in this movie, I was wondering about it. Like, did they, did they get permission from Airbnb to use the name? Cause it seems like that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty slanderous, like in, in a lot of ways to say Airbnb and they, they, you know, Like you say, people—it's going to creep people out about wanting to go to them. And it made me wonder: like, is there? How is this? I don't know. Anyway, I I have not really had a bad experience, but the first times I did it, I was legitimately creeped out, and I kept, uh, you know, like like her character in the movie. She kind of locked the door. She checked it. That's kind of how I was, um, because it was it was in Europe, and and we were doing it quite often, moving different place to place to place, and. I just, I, I, I'm a private person. If you ever watch Arrested Development, I don't know if you did, but yeah. there's a character in there that's a never nude. They yeah. show him like even the shower, like <laughs> jean shorts. That's kind of how I am. And so with that, I was never quite comfortable. Um, so, but, but yeah, this movie definitely creeped me out. And uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely creeped me out in that sense, <laughs> but I've never had a bad, a quote unquote bad experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I might've missed it. And you did, you did touch on a little bit, you know, with Barbarian, there's a, there's a lot of things that are presented that aren't necessarily ever explained, which I, in some ways I like that. Uh, And I might've missed it, but like one thing was, you know uh, I think Justin Long calls uh, the company and then you know, there clearly has been this double booking, which I guess is you know happened before, but they never really explained how that happened. Because at first, you know, you kind of mentally, because at that point you don't truly know what's going on. It is is this like a supernatural aspect to this booking? But then I, the movie becomes very <laughs> realistic in the sense of what plays out is like what really happens. Like this this uh, mo- mother of a monster is actually you know this monster, uh, so. I was like, I guess that was just a mistake. Uh,
1: You know, I I don't know. I, but I I didn't, I took it as the same kind of thing with the cops that they just didn't care because of the area it was Mm. in. I took it as just being racist. Really? uh, Who cares? I don't, you know, that's your problem. We don't go there. So that's, that's the only, and and you're right. It was kind of weird. And it's, and him being the owner of it, like you would think that they would have more respect for him than they did on the phone. Yeah. So it just seems like they're, even transcended that a little bit. They just didn't care because of the area.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: So That's I, how I took it. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, yeah, I get that. Um, so I I, I think, like, I, now you're going to have me thinking about Smile a little bit more, but <laughs> on the surface, I, you know, I liked Barbarian uh, more than Smile. You were the opposite way, kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, put, I, was, Barbarian, I, I would give
1: like a two and a half or th- maybe three if I'm being generous to Barbarian. If okay. it was in theaters it would probably be a three yeah i could totally yeah. feel that
0: yeah well i i think these two films for sure if you're a horror film fan and um don't mind some intensity i mean i think for sure there's a lot more to chew on than just the uh, the scares and the violence in these two films if you're not a fan of the horror film um you uh, of the genre, you might be better off just reading about these films and thinking, <laughs> thinking about what's presented because uh, they are in, they
1: are intense uh, to say the least. My wife could never have taken them. Like I, I, I that's why I watched them alone because <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, should I, you know, cause I watched them at night. I watched them night after the kids go to bed by myself. And I was like, should I get my wife to come in here and watch this? <laughs> and, and after go, especially smile, I yeah. t- movies can really terrify her. Like, <laughs> she's very jumpy anyway yeah she's kind of her natural yeah. disposition but uh yeah so i'm glad i didn't i she might have been able to handle the uh, barbarian more but smile no way yeah no way. well i think if it is
0: kind of funny so i watched smile uh we were in bed whitney had fallen asleep and i told her i was watching it but i had my airpods in so she wouldn't hear it you know and she had <laughs> woken up at some point and she was looking at it and i think it was a uh, i don't know which scene in particular but um it wasn't the party scene, but it was that anyway, it, it had that kind of lightness to it or whatever. And she said, Oh, maybe I could watch this one. And I just knew something <laughs> like something bad was just about to happen. And I was like, no, 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 Just, uh, just don't look at this. This is what this movie does.
1: <laughs> you know? You yeah. Know, so, I'm too uh, much of a chicken though. Cause you mentioned the headphone thing. I have never done that. I, I can't, and I have an Apple TV, so I know it can do it, but yeah. I can't sit there and block the sound off. It, it, watching a horror movie because i'm so terrified of what i'm not hearing around me i get creeped out so yeah i have to kind of almost make it loud like like oh you know or like i said i could turn the volume down too I have to be in control of it
0: yeah i i honestly with this type of movie maybe maybe with a drama or romantic comedy yes but yeah i you know i was doing it for her so she just wouldn't be woken up by any sounds but i mean I mean, it's always said, I mean, audio is what makes any film, but in particularly the horror genre. And I mean, uh, especially that scene we talked about when she was in the kitchen, looking at the audio and they're playing, you know, you is, it is neat in the sense you're hearing things that you wouldn't normally hear. But then like, there was distinct sounds where I was like, I didn't know if it was one of my kids walking in or right. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was, it, 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 it added to the intensity of the And I'm trying sure. I'm trying to
1: I don't know if I told you before but I'm trying to work on a screenplay that deals with like a real life serial killer and even researching that late at night watching videos if I ha- and I do put my headphones in cuz my um my computer is now in our bedroom and so I put my headphones in don't disturb anyone and, and it still creeps me out. Like, I, I like, I'll find myself like kind of looking around the door, seeing if, seeing if anything's out there, I've take my headphones off all the time. I, yeah. And that's, you know, that's something I'm seeking out and doing, you know, yeah. so I just, yeah. I, like I said, I am not a tough guy. I'm a chicken, but that's why I enjoy it. If a movie can make me feel something, whether it's, you know, happiness or being scared or crying, that's what movies do. That's the magic of movies. I know it's fake. I know what goes on for the most part behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and still they get me. Yeah.
0: So Charles, next week we'll be covering a film
1: that I actually
0: for some reason hadn't heard of until recently. It's a 2011 film margin call.
1: uh, Have you seen that movie? Uh, Yeah. It's about the stock industry and like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, saw it in theaters i do not remember much about it other other than it has a ton of good actors like jeremy irons is in it i think and- yeah uh, uh, my excuse is uh,
0: it came out in 2011 uh hayden was born in 2010 so i think maybe that's just one that like <laughs> for whatever reason uh, that i missed but i've heard lots of good things about it and it's streaming on netflix and i had a friend who said that it, he wanted to talk about that one so uh that's what we'll be doing next week so it's on netflix so people can catch up with that um remember you can visit moviesareleft.com for episodes reviews and more um as always it's so fun i feel like we could just sit here and talk about oh, for sure all day, all day long yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, i think uh, i think one of my daughter's friend's birthday party is about to come up so i'm to make sure i get her to that oh, understood, understood. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming on I, if anything i hope uh even if people don't watch these two films i you know i think there's a lot to mine from them and so i, I hope that they enjoyed this conversation and i appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about of course
1: it. anytime seriously i, yeah. I want to come back man so.
0: two 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 very intense horror films over the weekend that's a lot so merry christmas (laughs)
1: merry
0: christmas all right well you have you have a great day you too thank you very much all right thanks man